Can we give it up for our pastor as well? Pastor Charlie and Nicole. Uh, we didn't plan that outfit. We just woke up, I believe, in the spirit and uh, directed us <laughs> to where uh, we did. But one thing I wanted to do, because typically, uh, like Pastor Charlie uh, mentioned, uh, when I'm up here, he's either uh, out or you know, preaching somewhere else, uh, and I don't necessarily get to honor him uh, when he's uh, here. Uh, but I just want to let you know, you guys, we, we have uh, some incredible pastors. Pastor Charlie and Nicole are uh, incredible, uh, incredible uh, leaders, uh, but also uh, friends uh, as well. And I can say this uh, because being on staff, uh, we get to see him uh, and them uh, in, you know, in this environment, but we also are invited into their home. So we see uh, behind the scenes. So on uh, and off the court, uh, they are amazing people. Uh, so I'm just uh, excited just to be uh, able to serve alongside uh, Pastor Charlie and Nicole, but also to be led uh, by uh, them. So just wanted to give you that. Now, I feel like y'all know that because y'all wouldn't be here if y'all didn't. Uh, and, but maybe if you knew, know that we have some incredible pastors uh, here um, uh, for that. I was hoping he walked back in so we can clap again, but he didn't. Uh, so we're going to keep on moving on uh, with it. So we're going to kick off uh, a new series, and I'm excited for this. And we're going to start it off a little different, start this message off a little different than how we typically start off. Uh, so if you, if you love school, uh, you might enjoy this part. Uh, if you hate school, um, it might give you a little anxiety right now and give you some flashbacks uh, for it. But we're going to do a little pop quiz. So pens down, <laughs> phones down, uh, eyes ahead. So we're going to do a little pop quiz. So I'm going to give you some phrases. Uh, and you got to let me know. I need everyone to participate. Uh, we won't judge you on wrong answers or anything like that. I want everyone to participate. But I'm going to give you some phrases. Uh, and I want you to tell me which one of these phrases uh, are in uh, the Bible. Which one of these phrases are in the Bible? Uh, so A, God won't give us more than we can handle. B, post-salvation, life gets easier. C, all things work together for your good for everyone. Or D, all of the above. Come on, let me see who who thinks A is is in. That's the phrase that's in the Bible. Okay, couple. Okay, let's see B. Who who got B? B post salvation. Here we go. C. Come on, all things work together for the good. For everyone. What about D? All of the above. Come on, come on. Um, the answer is actually E. Like none of those <laughs> none of those phrases. <laughs> None of those phrases are actually uh, in the Bible. Some of you guys didn't raise your hands. I don't know if you didn't participate or you actually knew you were Bible scholars and knew uh, just that. Uh, but the, uh, the name of this new series is Things uh, Jesus uh, Never Said. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I think this is going to be a fun series, uh, but also maybe an eye-opening one, maybe a reminder uh, for uh, some of us uh, as well. Uh, here's what I know. Uh, Throughout culture, culture can sometimes create these phrases, uh, maybe these sayings uh, to identify or maybe even shape who God is, who Jesus is. And sometimes we take these things. I know these phrases I've said, heard said, believed uh, for myself. And we take these phrases and we think, hey, this is this is Jesus. This is God saying these things. He's standing on some promises that he actually didn't uh, say. Maybe some of us have been following uh, Jesus for a long time now, and we have we, we use, this is part of our walk. These phrases are part of our life. 
uh, and some of us maybe are new followers or even, again, thinking about it uh, as well. I think this series is going to be important uh, for you because you're going to learn some things of hey, what Jesus did and did not uh, say, what is in God's word, what is not uh, in God's word. And again, hopefully it's going to be some encouragement, some eye-opening, some, maybe some uh, questions, some conversations uh, as well, because I, we don't want uh, to allow culture to uh, shape who God is in our life, who Jesus is. Uh, we want the word of God uh, to do that. What I do know uh, is that the more things uh, we identify, that when we look at the things that he didn't say, uh, I believe it gives more power uh, to the words that he actually uh, did say. Uh, so in this series, we want to look, uh, I'm going to take these phrases uh, here today, uh, and um, I'm going to look at it. Hey, we're going to look at, hey, this is what the saying is. We're going to look at some scripture uh, to go, um, you know, hey, what does the scripture actually says? And then we're just going to, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit uh, about it. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Why don't you go ahead and bow your heads. I want to pray over the, uh, the message uh, before I get started. Uh, so dear Father, we just thank you. Uh, we love you. Uh, we just even uh, as we go through this new series, as we look at your word, uh, I just ask that you open it up to us. Open it up to us in a brand new way. Uh, I ask that you speak to us uh, individually, but also corporately as a church uh, as well. Help us to identify these things, things that you haven't said, but also help us to identify the things that you did say uh, as well. Make, make, make the scriptures jump off the page today. Uh, let us have fun as well. We're going to have fun uh, today. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen. Let's get this iPad open. Come on, I always like to give, uh, you know, the, the, the who got your Bibles, who got the, your, your, your gadgets, who got your iPad, your phone, who charged your Bibles, where you at, who got your Bible, okay, who got the leather-bound, leather-bound versions. I always like, if you got your leather-bound, you get to choose your pet in heaven uh, for it. Not scripture as well. Would there be pets in heaven? Dogs go to heaven. Imagine you go to heaven, you got to clean up poop. Like, like what? <laughs> Sidebar. All right, uh, back to God's word. So the first one. <laughs> uh, God won't give us more than we can handle. I can be honest, church. I have used this phrase before. I believe this phrase. I've encouraged uh, individuals uh, with this phrase. Maybe uh, they were going through a difficult time in life. Maybe, uh, you know, things just wasn't adding up in a sense, or they, you know, maybe have a death in the family, or maybe work is getting, you know, a little bit uh, too much uh, for, man, hey, you know, God won't give you more in your hand. You can handle this. Like, uh, you know, those things. So we've used this uh, phrase uh, uh, before, and finding out that, like, it wasn't scripture-based, uh, but we want to look at uh, a scripture uh, that I believe was basically taken out of context and where this kind of phrase uh, came from. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 13. You could turn to uh, that there, and it will be on a scripture, I mean, on a, a screen as well behind me. Uh, and it says this, uh, chapter 13, I mean, chapter 10, verse 13, 1 Corinthians, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common uh, to mankind, bless you. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Another translation says a way uh, of escape. Uh, this, this here, I'm reminded of an old, I don't know if you're familiar, Gospel Roots, Hezekiah Walker song, uh, How Much You Can Bear. And it's that idea that God knows how much you can bear, but would he give you more than you can, again, bear or handle? And this scripture here, when we look at it, is simply talking 
about temptation. So when we talk about temptation, it's a comforting scripture and an encouraging scripture knowing that when we are tempted in life, uh, when the enemy tempts us with some things, uh, we know that God has given us the power to overcome that. And also he has given uh, us a way of escape. He has given us a side door, uh, so to speak, uh, for us to get out of that temptation. Now it's up to us uh, to choose whether we use uh, that escape route or that side door. Uh, but God has given, again, us the, the power to overcome that temptation. Uh, but it's, again, up to us to use uh, that. So here I can see how they translated, I guess, temptation into kind of handle, so to speak, uh, but it doesn't say that in the word, and we got to pay attention to what it says uh, in Scripture. So would, would God give you more than you can handle? I would probably say he probably would, and here's why. I believe God gives us more than we can handle so we can come to the realization to know that we actually can't do this without him. Like he actually wants us to know that, hey, we can't do this this, this Christ walk without him, he, we need to lean, uh, lean on him. We need uh, his uh, direction. We need him uh, to do this. If we can do it on our own, then there would be no need uh, for a savior. We need, uh, to, uh, we need him uh, in this. I believe he gives us uh, more than we can handle because of that. I think he also gives us more than we can handle so we can realize that, hey, I need to cast my burdens on him. Like, I believe when we have more, when we have burdens in our life, when we have that kind of carrying a lot of things and uh, bearing more than we feel like we can uh, walk with, I think he's there saying, hey, my yoke is easy. My burden is like, hey, let me, let me take those things from you and, and hey, take mine because I believe this is a little lighter uh, on you. He can give you more than you can handle. Also, I believe if, if God is not giving us more than we can handle, I believe we give ourselves more uh, than we can handle. And what I mean by this is... Uh, have you ever, I wouldn't say ask God for anything, but have you ever begged God for something? Like, beg, like in your prayers, you're like, hey, God, I, I, I want this job. Like, I, I, you know, I, I really want this job. I think it'll, you know, help. Find, you start bartering with God. And I think it can help my, you know, my family, my situation. I think I can give more. Uh, and, you know, I can start tithing if I get this new uh, job because it's more uh, money. And you're asking God more and more. for the, God, I, I would love uh, to be married. I want this uh, this lady, this, this man to be uh, my husband, this lady to be uh, my wife. I want these friends, I want this friend circle right there. They seem cool, they seem cool to hang around. God, can, I, can those be my uh, friend circles? And God is simply answering, uh, maybe it's a, hey, not right now, not, maybe it's just like, wait a little bit. You know, not, probably not your timing right now for it. Just, just hold on just a second. Or maybe he simply said, uh, no, that's not right for you uh, at this moment. I believe we beg God for things and ask God continually for things. But then we also don't don't we don't listen to him. So we kind of take things into our own hands. We don't trust him with things. So we go after the job that he told us not to go after. And we we take on a responsibility and then we look up and now our hours have doubled. Uh, you know, our relationships now suffer. You're not home uh, as often. You don't have that connection. Your spouse is kind of feeling uh, that distance as well. It's more uh, it's more stress uh, now on you because God might have had that later on in life, or maybe it wasn't good for you, but we took it on. Uh, our, we gave ourselves more than we uh, can handle. Maybe uh, you decided to go on that uh, second or third date after the 15 red flags came up in the first date, uh, and you decided uh, not to, <laughs> you don't, don't do it, uh, boy, and, but you decided to take those steps, and uh, now you're married, and now you're stressed, and now you're, you're not happy uh, with it. You're asking God why you got, you know what I mean? Like he, it was his problem, but it was your decision. You gave yourself more uh, than you uh, can handle. I believe we can do that for ourselves 
uh, easily by not following uh, kind of even God's direction uh, in our life. We can give ourselves more uh, than we uh, can handle. So even in that first, uh, uh, the, uh, the first phrase of giving more than we can handle, it's not true. It's not found uh, in God's word. We can't have more uh, than we can handle. But how many of you know God wants to take those burdens. God wants to hold those things. Uh, he wants to give you that, that, that easy yoke, that burden that's uh, very light uh, for us. So first one, God, will God give you more than you can handle? Probably so uh, for us. So first kind of debunked, I would say, uh, myth uh, in that. The second one, it's, it's getting rid of this idea that after we accept Christ, things get easier in, in our life. And I, I, I kind of understand why we feel this way, because if we serve in a God that knows all, has all, why wouldn't things go my way after I commit my life? Like, I'm doing the right thing, so then why won't I get the bonus at work, or why, why uh, you know, I won't get all green lights when I'm driving, uh, you know, on the street. Like, why wouldn't things just go uh, my way? And, and I think we have this idea uh, that life just gets easier uh, after that, and it actually don't. You know, I was talking to a friend actually yesterday. He didn't, he knew I was preaching, but didn't know what I was preaching on, and he was talking, and uh, I don't, uh, sometimes when people don't uh, they're not in church as often, or I don't see them as often. You know, they try to say, oh, you know, I'm, I might not be in church, but I'm reading the word. And I'm like, they try to make it. I'm like, you don't have to prove nothing to me. It's your relationship. You know what I mean? Make sure you, you're in your word. Um, but it was that situation. He was letting me know. He's like, hey, I'm reading my word, but I'm also understanding that though life isn't going the way I would want it to go, uh, I also, also know that it's not supposed to be easy. Uh, for it. And, I, and I told him, I was like, I'm going to use that uh, in my message. Uh, but it is that idea that life doesn't get easier. I would probably even say life gets harder. Because when we, when we look at it, when we commit our lives to Christ, we're surrendering all to him. Yes. Yes. We're dying to self. That's hard. Like dying, dying to my will, dying to my desires, Dying to the way I think life should go and saying, okay, God, I, I know you have a better way. Let me trust in you uh, in that. Like, that's, that's difficult uh, in that. That's hard. That's a decision that we make, but it's also hard uh, as well. But then you also look throughout the Bible, and I, f- I feel like the Bible is, is filled with stories of, um, you know, your life won't go as easier. Here, here's what uh, Jesus said, uh, and then let's turn here. Uh, in John 16, it says this. This is red letters. This, this is Jesus speaking. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. This is, this is the encouraging part. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Not you may have trouble. You might have trouble. But Jesus said, you will have trouble. If Jesus went through trouble in his life, then what excuses us from having it? We almost can just look at it as, hey, we, as Jesus said, we, we're going to have it. Just expect it. Expect the trouble uh, to come. That way it doesn't catch you, uh, catch you off uh, a guard. If Jesus went through trouble, and I kind of think we, we should expect it. We can look throughout, throughout the Bible and see, again, stories where in this life you will uh, have trouble. You can look at Job, so that, uh, this is a great example. Job had everything. When you're looking at that, in, in his time, he had uh, a, a large family. 
uh, Job had, was very wealthy. He had all the land, the cattle. He had uh, good, you know, he was healthy uh, as well. And what, what happened? Trouble happened. Basically everything. He lost everything. Lost his family, lost his wealth, uh, lost his health. All those things, he ended up giving it back, but ultimately he went uh, through trouble. You look at King, uh, uh, David. Uh, David, after he killed uh, Goliath, uh, he became a town hero. Like everyone loved David except King Saul. King Saul didn't like his success. King Saul wanted to kill David. King Saul pursued David. So David fleed to the wilderness, actually had a couple times to actually kill King Saul, but chose uh, not to, which is a different story uh, when you have the ability to do something, but you choose otherwise uh, for it. You look at, um, who else? Paul. Paul. Paul didn't go to jail for persecuting Christians and killing Christians. He actually went to jail after he became a Christian. Paul, you look at Paul's, the things that Paul uh, has written in, in, in the Bible, most encouraging things. And he's, he wrote most of those while in prison. I believe Paul had, had a little trouble and, and, you know, in his life, we'll have trouble. Paul, Paul can contest to that. You look at Joseph, Joseph had a dream that he was basically gonna rule over his family. You know, he was loved by his father. His brothers hated him. Like, you know, his brothers, you know, sold him, basically sold him into slavery. I don't know if you have those kind of brothers and sisters that will sell you into slavery. I don't think, you know what I mean? I don't think so. If not, God bless you uh, for it. But like, you know, like he had, tr that, that was troubling. Like that was troubled times that Joseph uh, went through. You look at Joseph even married such a Jesus stepdad. You, yeah, Jesus kind of said, stepdad, Joseph. Like, you, and you're like, oh, what kind, of, what kind of trouble did Joseph go through? If my wife came home and was like, I'm pregnant, it's by the Holy Spirit, I just don't know. <laughs> That's a tough one, right? Like, you, you were raising a child. Imagine what people were saying. Like imagine what people were thinking, snickering about him probably in the background. Oh, you know, that's, that's Joseph, you know. You know what I mean? Like Maury wasn't around at that time, but you know what I mean? Like he was on Maury's show type thing uh, for it. Like it's, it's that, like that's, that's troubling. That's troubling times. Like it's, the Bible is filled consistently with stories of in this life you will uh, have trouble. But here's the encouraging part. And this, this, is, this is why I love because Jesus don't leave you there of the troubling uh, he's, he's basically saying, hey, you, you will have trouble. You know, your tire will go flat. And you know what I mean? Like some, and some things, I would say, it's not even the enemy. Like it's not, it's not the enemy attack over your life. I'm not saying he doesn't, uh, you know, attack us. Of course he does. But some things are just, I would like to say, life, life just be lifing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like life happens for it. Your tire might go flat. Your battery might die uh, in your car when you're running late for work, should have up earlier type thing. But you might lose your job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you might lose a close a loved one. Sometimes just life, like, we've, like, we all have to die sooner or later. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's things that just, life sometimes just happens uh, for it. But here's, here's the thing Jesus said in this. In this life, we will have trouble. But he's saying this, take, take peace. I, I've said, I so that, sorry, I'm saying these things so you can have a peace. This is what I like. He says, take heart. Basically, he's saying, uh, be a good cheer. Like, celebrate this, though. Celebrate this. You will have trouble, but celebrate this. I have overcome the world. So now we serve a God that 
yeah, he's saying we have trouble, but hey, he's he's overcome this. And this this is even before his death and resurrection. So he's saying, hey, if you if you can't check my resume even now, the things I've been doing up until now, just even wait when I actually overcome that very thing, death, that some of us even are in fear of or think as troubling uh, things. He's overcome that. So we can take heart. We can have peace. We can trust in him knowing that he has overcome all these troubling things. He has walked through the same things that we have walked through. Nothing is new under the sun. Jesus has faced these things that we have faced uh, as well. So he's overcome uh, that. I love how he said, hey, celebrate. And it's, al- it's almost like uh, he's an expert in overcoming. Like it's like if you, if you have an electrical problem or maybe a plumbing issue in your house and you go to Angie's List and you find, you know, a master electrician or whatever, I guess, a master electrician? Thing? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Or you find a great plumber. Like, you, you, trust, you trust what they say. Like, you're going to trust their work because you, hey, this is what they do. This is what they went to school for. This is, this is what Jesus overcomes. Like, you know what I mean? So you can take heart. We can trust in him. We can lean uh, in him because we have uh, uh, the victory in uh, Jesus. And, and I think to go on even move into the last uh, phrase, and I think this is, this is the one that I feel like might catch more people off guard, and he works all things together for the good, but I threw a little caveat at the end, and that was for everyone. Like, it's the idea that God is working together for everything, working together the good for every, everyone is just, it's just not true. Let's look at Romans 8.28. Actually, got it. I, got it. I got the New King James Version here. We're going to go there. And it says this, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So here's the thing. Two, two things there. We first have to love God. Different than knowing God, but we have to know God, meaning we have to be in relationship with him. Uh, we, don't not, we don't just know about him, but we actually know him. We read his word. We're following uh, him. We, the Bible says, hey, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, you know, hey, we, we're in relationship with him. We, we surrender uh, our will to him. We have to, we have to love him first. That's what the Bible says. The second part is, and this is, again, why I feel like this is one, becoming one of my favorite scriptures because I think it gives so much context on uh, us being Christ followers. So first we have to love God. So he works all things together for the good for those who love God, but then are called according to his purpose. When we, when we make the decision to follow Christ, this is what we're doing. We, and Pastor Charlie said it earlier, we're surrendering ourselves to him, meaning we're surrendering, we're, we're surrendering our uh, desires, our will, um, our way. We're surrendering it to him and saying, okay, God, I, I want your way for my life. I want your will uh, for my life. It's, it's no longer about us. It's no longer about uh, the things we've done. But now uh, we got to give God glory uh, for it. So now we're, we're making that exchange uh, there. So when he says working together all things, those who love him, but then call according to his purpose, it's the key word of his purpose. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not our purpose. It's not our will, but it's his purpose, his uh, will. I think that also in that, in that phrase, it lets you know he works all things together, not for our good, but it, the Bible says for the good. Yeah. So it's not for our comfort. 
the things that we've been praying for, the things that it's that idea, again, that once we you know, accept Christ, that he's going to give us all the things that we've been praying for, the list of things that we have. It's like, no, like I, I submit my will and I'm taking on your purpose for my life. So now you have to get he's given us the good, I mean, the, the good for for all. Do we benefit from that? Sometimes. Absolutely. But sometimes I wouldn't say we necessarily benefit from it. Example. You might be walking through a hard season and the good might actually be someone seeing you walking through that with joy, walking through that, tur- you know, that tur- but you might not get out of the fiery furnace. You might have to actually stand uh, within it. I think people seeing those standing in it are knowing God more like they're, oh, I believe in God. Now, it's, he's getting the glory from it, not uh, us. I believe we go through these things, not necessarily, again, for us to benefit but for God uh, to get the glory. He's working all things together for good so he uh, can get the, the, the glory uh, from it all. We have to understand, I believe, even these phrases and the phrases that we, we're going to mention uh, in uh, the next couple uh, weeks, uh, that, that these things are the ones that we can stand. These are the promises that we can stand on. This is the, the word uh, of uh, God. So I got three points, three points for you, and we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up there. So if you take notes, write this down. If you don't take notes, uh, write this down. All right, three points. I'm going to give them all to you at once. Uh, the first one is uh, read your Bible. It's a good one, right? It's a good one. It's a good one. Second one uh, is read your Bible. And the third one is read your Bible. Read your Bible. Here's why. Uh, if we if we don't read our Bible, we won't know what Jesus has said. Yeah. Like, I, like, I think it's, it seems obvious, but we also sometimes feel like that we can, again, do this life without, without reading our word. As Christ followers, we need, if we, how can we know Jesus without reading, reading his word? How can we uh, know his promises? How can we know the truths of the word without actually uh, reading his, his word. I believe that's why we have the Bible reading plan that we've been doing since the top of the year. Pastor Charlie, hey, what, was, what would it look like for the church as a whole, Hill City, to read the Bible together uh, along as a church uh, family? I think you can hop in again. We, we always make uh, the push forward. Hop in right now. If you, if you haven't been, maybe you, uh, you know, haven't read it in a couple, couple days, couple weeks, whatever the case, hop in wherever you are. We have to stay uh, in God's word. Uh, Sundays are a great fellowship time. Like we, you know, we hear from the word. You get fed kind of on a Sunday. But if you're like me, I don't eat once a day. Like I don't eat once a week. You know, you, this, is, this might be good brunch for you, but you still have to eat dinner. You still have to eat tomorrow. You still have to eat breakfast on Wednesday. Uh, the word is something that we need to be continuously reading, which is, which is why it's all three points. We have to be in God's uh, word. You can't rely on uh, whoever's preaching or uh, you know, the preacher of uh, the Sunday to, to only feed you because I believe you'll be malnourished uh, in that. We have to read uh, God's word. Then we can find out what Jesus is actually saying, and we can take some of these things, uh, these myths, so to speak, or some of these phrases, these cultural uh, phrases, and we can kind of, hey, no, no, I don't think God, God didn't say that. Like, no, no, I don't think that's, we, we'll be able to recognize God can give us discernment because we've been reading this where we know what the scripture said. I believe even when Paul uh, t- was talking and encouraging Timothy, hey, to be a workman not needed to be ashamed. Hey, you don't need to be ashamed of this uh, because you're rightly dividing uh, the word of truth, meaning you're, you're accurately uh, uh, taking the word and you, you're rightly dividing. That's us 
uh, as a church family, just us as believers, that we need to be in God's word, but we need to be workmen, not being ashamed of God's word, but we also need to be rightly dividing it. In order to rightly divide it, you have to actually read it uh, first. So I, I just want to even encourage you to that, like, let's read our word. Like, let's, and I'm talking to myself uh, as well. I know we slip up here and there as far as, you know, get off a rhythm and think maybe you got a Bible reading, our Bible reading plan, maybe another one, and you miss a couple days. Like, hey, get back in into it, get in, in, encouraged by that, uh, but make sure we're in uh, our word so we can, again, rightly divide it, but then also we won't fall kind of, uh, I would say, uh, fall short or fall, not even short, but fall under these myths or phrases that we uh, experienced and talked about uh, here today. We must uh, read uh, our words so we can stand on actually Jesus's words. We can stand on his promises, uh, and I believe that's when we're not, we won't be shaken, like we won't be moved because we stand in uh, on God's uh, word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and bow your heads. So dear Father, we just thank you, Lord. We just, we just thank you for that time. You know, as we spend just uh, diving in a little bit into your word, as we debunk some of those uh, phrases, those cultural phrases that we, maybe we've held on to. Lord, I just even ask that you'll, be, you'll begin to continually bring maybe those fr- phrases that we, again, held on to and Believe it's your word and bring it to our minds. Bring it to our forefront of our minds. Take them away, actually. But even I ask that you replace them with the truth of your word. You know, I was, as I was even talking today, and we, I mentioned about it's the difference between knowing of God and knowing him, being in relationship with him. And maybe you're here today, and maybe you're still kind of kicking the tire, so to speak. You're thinking about, hey, I, I, I know I don't have a relationship with him. I know of him. I know there, maybe there is a God. Maybe you made that kind of statement, but you have yet to walk into a relationship with him. I want to help you even in that, if you want to make that decision. We'll say a simple prayer at the end. But the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The confessing part I can help you with, but the believing part is up to you. I can't, I can't make you believe. That's the decision that you make on your own. That's, that's the decision between you and God, but if you're here today and you want to make that decision, you want to say, yeah, yep, I want to, I want to be a Christ follower. I want to surrender my life to him. I believe his way uh, is better. I believe the good that he wants to do is for his purpose, his will. If you want to make that decision today, why don't you go ahead and slip up your hands. Nobody's looking around, but again, but a decision between you and God. Just want to know who I'm praying with. Amen want to make that decision to follow to follow him amen put your hands down church you can look up and actually stand up with me I'm going to ask everyone to actually repeat after me some will be saying it for the very first time some maybe even recommitting their lives but then also I think it would be a little encouraging for those who are saying it for the very first time knowing that hey they're not doing this life here Uh, alone. So just simply repeat after me. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for loving me. 
I believe you died on the cross and shed your blood for me. I believe you rose again. I believe you are alive. Therefore, I ask you to lead me, to guide me in this life and in my eternity with you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Come on, can we give it up for those who committed and recommitted their lives to Christ? Church, I want to encourage you as we continue in this series, kick off this series, um, be, be in God's house over these next couple of weeks, even leading to the birthday, but thereafter, as we kind of go through these scriptures and debunk some of these, these phrases, I, I believe it's going to be a help. Uh, I believe, again, like, like I mentioned, it's going to be a good conversation starter, but I think we'll grow uh, as well just in, in our walk. So commit to that over these next uh, few weeks. But before you leave today, I want you to receive uh, this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you and give you and all your relationships great, great peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say it. Amen. Love you guys. See you next week.